All right. Welcome to the podcast. This is our second episode of Owen Podcast. And today I have the most amazing guest on the show. This is Mark Lassiter. Yay. <laughs> so, Mark, would you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your connection to Ozark Mission Project? Well, I was uh, around at the very beginning of it, um, uh, part of the group of about five of us that uh, decided this is something we need to do in Arkansas, and so, you know, I haven't stopped. I'm going on the college mission trip here in two weeks, so. Yes, that is so exciting. So, I first kind of wanted to ask... um, kind of how you got into missions and service. I know that you were doing service work long before Ozark Mission Project. So kind of talk to us a little bit about your spark for that and how it led you to OMP. Well, actually, it started in high school. Uh, we had a small youth group in Pea Ridge, uh, Arkansas, the first <laughs> of the United Methodist Church well, in Pea Ridge. First, first question is, where is Pea Ridge, Arkansas? <laughs> Well, that's where I'm uh, uh, podcasting from right now. It's in northwest Arkansas, north of Rogers, and I'm almost in Missouri. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, uh, our youth group, uh, very small, probably uh, eight of us maybe, and uh, but we had some excellent uh, counselors who encouraged us uh, to express our faith. And, and we had a discussion one night about, um, you know, what was it that uh, – the little town of Pea Ridge needed more than anything. And, and one of the conversations was that uh, we needed something for youth to do because in a small <laughs> town, it wasn't much. So out of that discussion became came a, a small youth center we developed in, in this little town. And, um, wow. and our youth group ran that youth center for a couple of years. So that's kind of where it started. I got in college and was involved at Hendricks in the Hendricks Christian Movement, and uh, uh, Coach Gerald Cowan was a, a Sunday school teacher, and I was involved in his his Sunday school, and uh, we went out and did mission work uh, during the week, so uh, that's kind of where it all had its beginning. So, that's your high school and, and college experience. Tell me a little bit more about kind of how you found Ozark Mission Project. Well, several of us in Arkansas were going out of state to do mission programs or be involved okay. in mission programs. Okay. Uh, uh, Mary Beck and I were taking a youth from Lakewood United Methodist. I was the associate pastor and she was youth director there. And we were taking youth to um, uh, Mountaintop uh, mm-hmm. back in the early 80s. 1980s and um, some other people were going to Appalachian Service Project and uh, uh, out of those experiences we decided there wasn't any reason to be going out of state when there was certainly a need in our own so um, that's kind of led to our discussions about doing something here. Sure so wait you you told me early 80s Um, yes that's when my grandfather was at Lakewood United Methodist. Did you two overlap? You did? I did not know that. Okay. So you were both at Lakewood. 
Yeah, 77, and he left in 81. Mm. So uh, he would have been there at the very early parts of our starting to do mission trips, yeah. I may have a, a claim in this ministry then. <laughs> Get going. Not really. Um, That's so Being cool. I, did, I didn't know that connection. That's really great. Oh, that just like warms my heart. Okay, so you're telling me you were you're going out of state late seventies, early eighties. You found that there is you realized that there's, you know, a need in Arkansas, but yet you're still traveling out of state to do um mission work and, and there was a lot of need just right where you were. Um kind of talk to me a little bit about like the process. I mean how I can't even fathom uh, starting up Ozark Mission Project because I don't really understand or, or know what it was like until really the past, you know, seven or eight years. So those first, maybe even that first summer, what was that like? Um, well, let me back up just a little bit. This discussion came about, as I said, of doing something in Arkansas. And, uh, and so we uh, started getting together and, uh, and uh, discussing what we could do here. And we looked at several different models, uh, mainly Appalachian Service Project and Mountaintop. And we discussed back and forth between those two models, which um, a little bit different. Uh, and, and finally decided on the uh, Mountaintop model because it was more volunteer-based. And um, uh, it also... Uh, was involved with doing more short-term projects than long-term projects. Mm -hmm. Appalachian Service Project was involved in it. And we knew that uh, jumping into to, uh, an ASP model would probably stretch our resources, especially <laughs> at the beginning, so, which were many. <laughs> and so uh, it was out of that discussion that we decided to follow the mountaintop model. And uh, we uh, actually had some of those folks come out of Tennessee to uh, to talk to us about how to pull off such an, an experience, a like uh -huh. experience, we, uh -huh. and uh, and then we started tweaking it to to uh, be a little bit like more like what we wanted it to be, and uh, it was out of that that came our first camp in 1986 uh, at Wayland Springs uh, by Imboden, Arkansas. Uh, is that is there more to your question? <laughs> Well, what I think is just so cool is, so Ozark Mission Project is now a part of what's called the Reframe Association, and um, basically it's a, kind of an a organization, they hold like conferences and webinars and things like that for organizations that do home repair, and so we're in Reframe with Mountaintop and ASP and SOS. And we're still learning from each other. So I think that's really cool um, that they were, they lended us such a hand at that time. And now, um, you know, we're still working together um, and, you know, working here and doing like online, you know, trainings and, and things with staff from other organizations is we all know that we're out to do something good. And there is, I mean, seriously, no competitive nature whatsoever it's all about how can we help each other because we we can all be successful there's room for all of us so i think that's really really neat that it's always been that way i really i really like that yeah and it should be that way yeah I mean, we're not competition. we're walking hand in hand 
this kind of outreach ministry is. Yeah. yeah. So the first camp was in Imboden. This summer, I actually had to drive through through there. I was um, up in that part of the state, and I drove past a sign that said, Welcome to Imboden, and I just got so excited. So I was like, oh, this is the place. This is where we had the camp. And, I mean, I literally got out of my car and, and made my cousin take my picture in front of this sign so I could put it on the Facebook story. Oh, and, you know, I'm standing in front of this sign that's like, welcome to Imboden, and, like, cars are honking at me, and I'm just like, you guys don't understand. This is the first <laughs> first location of the Ozark Mission Project camp. Like, this is awesome. Um, it, was, it was just really funny. So that's really been my only experience, though, at Imboden. Um, what was that camp like? I'm just, I'm dying to know. I mean, did you guys have health forms back then? Like, how did it work? No, <laughs> no health we forms. Safety conscious. We are now for sure. Um, well, it was, it was the uh, the five churches of the uh, of the leaders who got together to. Uh, to form OMP that were represented at that camp. Uh, it was uh, First Church in Little Rock and, and Lakewood and and uh, Conway First Church and Amboy in North Little Rock and uh, St. Paul in Little Rock, those five churches. Wow. And, um, wow. and uh, so, and those of us who were, you know, on the planning committee, we really were the staff as well as some, some, uh, college students that had been to Mountaintop with Lakewood. Um, they were our first college staff and they were volunteers. We were all volunteers trying our best to, you know, pull off a program that might be meaningful to, to those who were coming. And, um, and the amazing thing about it, it worked. <laughs> I mean, it, from the beginning, it worked. It was, it was amazing. Uh, even the very first camp, uh, what the experience of being in mission meant to all of us to involve and uh, how transformative was the uh, the to the to the youth camp was spiritually and otherwise and God's hand was on it from the beginning I, I believe like that God's hand's been on it and the miracle that God works in that first camp and I'm amazed today Amazing things through OMP year after year. And that was true. Yeah. I will say that we were uh, doing that first camp because none of us had done mission camp and participants and, and being on the other end and trying to make meaningful experience for others that is in for us. Uh, Challenging. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I did it wasn't about us, you know. God took the upper hand and that's just been the case for me. Yeah. You know, I was I was talking to Hank Godwin yesterday and um for those of you who don't know Hank, he is very involved in OMP. He's um fantastic and I'll probably have him on at some point, so get excited. But I was talking to him about a camp in 2001 here in our office. We have pictures of all the college staff from all the years. And there's a 2001 picture 
and he's telling me about the camp, and he told me <laughs> that back then they didn't have lumber delivered straight to the job site, <laughs> and I was I was just blown away. I was like, how? That's so much more work. You know, you get a huge lumber order, and then you have to sort it all out and take it everywhere, and I even, I also remember um, Teresa, I think, was on that college staff team, and she told me about being on college staff before, and she was like, yeah, you know, back before we had cell phones, you had to use a, a map to get to a neighbor's house, and you know, I just can't seem to grasp that, but I just feel like camp must be easier now. It just must be so much easier now that you can put something in your GPS or have lumber delivered straight to your neighbor's house. I mean, would you agree? Oh, yes. I mean, uh, uh, we set up projects, and then we scrounged for the, the supplies to <laughs> do that project. We didn't plan very well ahead of time. <laughs> wow. Uh, we just went out and found, and sometimes it'd be in the the neighborhood. I mean, we, we've even got, had gone, went to uh, neighbors and asked for uh pieces of lumber to do a project. Oh <laughs> we wow. Were, we got were, a bare bones budget and we were just making do. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things is that before cell phones, we had to keep somebody in camp. Uh, and of course, we were doing all camp um, <laughs> uh, OFPs back then, not churches. But somebody had to stay in camp and sit by the phone all day to receive calls from, from the staff <laughs> And, uh, and everybody would have to check in on the hour. And so if you were to relay a message to another staff, that they would they would call and uh, uh, call in on the hour, and you'd tell them what another staff needed from them. So it didn't work very efficiently. Wow. But it worked. Wow. And now, you know, when I was on college staff a couple of years ago, I, I always told my adult campers, you know, just just text me if you need something. Like, shoot me a text, or um, you know, I've got my phone yes. on me all day. So it's you know so much faster. It's like if a group is missing a piece of lumber or needs gas for the lawnmower or something, you know, I get a text and I'm on my way. I can't imagine checking in on the hour, having someone wait by the much phone. Much for family groups to hide from us too.
yeah. the mixture of churches coming. So, so that main that structure is 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 still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, morning watch, you know. So, um, did, so y'all closer. had morning watches the first year. Yes, we did. Yes, that's cool. That's cool. But we didn't have prepared material, you know. We, <laughs> we had a topic. We gave them questions. And they went and sat behind a tree and <laughs> read their. <laughs> So, if I'm remembering correctly, the first camp had, what, like 30 people participating? Is that right? 35. 30, 35. Yeah. So, this past summer, I'm about to, um, right now, I'm kind of working through some of our numbers from 2018, and we had 719 campers come to camp this summer. And then, right. like, 122 volunteers, 18 college staff, and that doesn't even, you know, include, like, shower houses and people who provide meals and, and things like that. So, it's just incredible to me. I mean, we, we've been around a little over 30 years now. The, the growth is really exciting. So, now I kind of want to know about, obviously, you've been to a lot of OMP camps. Um, can you... Can you pick a favorite camp you've ever been to? Um, you know, I love going to Show Creek. I, I think uh, <laughs> I was going to Show Creek doing confirmation camps before we uh, did OMP camps there, and that wow. that's always going to be one of my favorite places to go to. It's just it's 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 a camper's camp. Mm. <laughs> Other projects were are far away a lot, but. Uh, but there's something about that uh, camp that wasn't even air conditioned back in the early days. <laughs> the swimming pool, and we, we uh, swam in the creek. Uh, there's just something about that that setting that has always been very near and dear to me. And uh, I love the communities we worked in there, too. Uh, just small communities out in the country. It, it was just it was a great place to go to. Mm, that's awesome. So... I put on our Facebook page a really great picture of you. I don't know if you saw it. Um, you're wearing overalls. You're holding, like, a jalapeno. Like, it, it's a great oh, yeah. picture. I shared the picture yeah. as I announced that you were going to be our podcast guest for January. I got a few questions um, that people wanted me to ask you or, or talk to you about. So I'm going to share a few of those. And this first one is probably the – it's so sweet. Um, I'm just going to read it to you. It says, I don't have a question, but I just want to share that Mark Lassiter is one of the best human beings that you will ever meet. He is real and genuine, and because of this, you know he walks the walk. He changed me in my life for the better, and I hope you will share this with him. I thought that was so sweet. So, I mean, it's it's obvious you're very loved and appreciated. Um in everything that you do, especially here at OMP. So I just thought that was really sweet and wanted to get to share it with you. But there were also some really funny questions, too. This one wasn't even a question. I'm just, it just says, I would like to hear about the roadkill camp. <laughs> so uh, what can you tell me about <laughs> roadkill camp? <laughs> Oh, that is one of those things that you do once and you'll never do again. Oh, boy. <laughs> and that was at Show Creek, too. 
we uh, somewhere along the way we had found this uh, roadkill cafe. Uh, uh, it was a spoof about a roadkill cafe uh, menu, oh, and uh, and uh, like on the menu you could order smear of deer and uh, uh, off on the uh, armadillo on the half shell and that kind of. Thing. <laughs> had that with us and we were laughing about it and we decided that it might be kind of funny to uh, have a roadkill contest and so um, we sent everybody out and that you know that was out in the country there it's around so great we sent everybody out with a shovel and a plastic bag to bring back roadkill for the night we were going to have a contest oh and my gosh the test would uh, include uh, such things as the smelliest, the flattest, uh, the grossest. <laughs> I'm covering well, my face I how much the campers would get into that. And every <laughs> group had roadkill. What year was this? I, uh, I don't remember. Oh my gosh. That is why. Thank well, God. I, that is part of my staff. We were working together as co-directors, I think, and uh, anyway, they uh, they dumped all that out in the field near the creek, Shoal Creek, and uh, Hank and I donned goggles and uh, clothes pins on our noses and gloves, and as everybody watched, we went out and judged the road game. No. Terrible. It was terrible. Well, I feel like I need to issue like a disclaimer that... That will never happen again. <laughs> we don't go to Shoal Creek anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. ended up under some cabins that night, too. So. Oh, heck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm, I'm impressed, I guess, that the campers were that dedicated. If I was a camper, I'd say, no way. <laughs> Y'all have fun with that. <laughs> well, okay. Good to know. Good. Now I know the, the roadkill camp story. <laughs> All right. So this next question is, who do you think OMP impacts more, neighbors or campers? Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. I think campers in the, in the long run. Mm. Um, and, and I say that not knowing always – the changes that happen to neighbors. I, I, I do hear stories about about neighbors whose lives were altered in tremendous ways and, and um, yeah, they gave, gave them some kind of spark for their own life and their own ministry. Um, but I've known from the very beginning that, uh, that it was campers that transformed by the experience of being in service and being in service with other people and uh, seeing God work through ministry um, mm. and, and and coming to know that that is where life is most meaningful is, is when we're living for someone else. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, the number of people that I have seen touched by the OMP experience and have their lives altered, their perspective on life, uh, their relationship with God, their career goals, all those things altered positive ways 
lend me with that the notion that uh, it's campers that, that really are impacted more than anything else. And to this day, I'm, I'm amazed and gratified by how God has touched people through all that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and I think I would agree with you. I, I do think maybe the campers are impacted if you have to say one more than the other. Um, because it is such an eye-opening experience. Whereas, um, I mean, for me, like when I went as a camper, my first camp was in Jonesboro. Um, I mean, that's two hours from where I live. And since then, I've been to camps in North Little Rock, you know, where I grew up. And to see that there is such a need in my own community, and that's something that I probably would never have seen or picked up on otherwise. And so the opportunity to, to just see the world through a different lens, I think because of, because of OMP, I'm able to see the world differently. Um, and I think that's important. So I, I hope that if we've got, you know, parents or, or campers listening that um, you continue to, to come back and, and have that experience because it, it does just, absolutely transform your life and, and how you see the world for sure yeah. and it breaks down a lot of artificial barriers we put up between people uh, yeah in terms of social economic and racial yeah. barriers a lot of those are broken down because you are in relationship with folks that are not yeah. necessarily who you associate with day by day so yeah that's really important. well and even just this past summer i had an experience um I was able to direct the OMP camp in North Little Rock at Lakewood United Methodist, my home church, which was so cool to um, kind of get to be a part of that team. And we have what's called neighbor night every week. So if you've never been to OMP before, this is uh, the Thursday night of every week. We invite every neighbor that we have been serving with to come and have a meal with us on Thursday night at the the church where we're staying. And this particular one was so cool because there were so many um, community contacts uh, in North Little Rock where people in the community um, help us find projects. And there were just a lot of, I think, connections in that room. And everybody is having a meal. And it was seriously one of just the best neighbor nights I've ever been to and everybody's having fun we're all in conversation with each other and I just have this overwhelming feeling of you know this is what I feel like um the world is supposed to look like you know there are people from all walks of life in this room all different types of backgrounds different ages different races different um just you know, you're right, social economic statuses, and we are all in community and fellowship together, and we're having a blast, you know, and that is what I really think that I feel like the world was just intended to look like, and, and I hope that we can get there, um, if not in this life, maybe another, <laughs> but I would, I just was really overcome by that, and um, and I know that that happens every week at camp. You know, there's there's a neighbor night at, at every single camp we do. So it's a cool opportunity. Um, and, yeah, I think, again, just another way that 
that we're all impacted by each other. Amen. Heaven on earth. Yes, exactly. So, all right, this is another good question. Um, I'm nervous to ask, but I'm, I'm going to honor the Facebook <laughs> request. What are some of your best pranks at OMP? <laughs> that I pulled off never pulled on me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What, whatever you think is the best. <laughs> uh, uh, well, one of the best that that I thought was hysterical but didn't go over as well as I thought it was was happened in West Memphis when we um, uh, pretended that there had been a, a a shooting in the church before the campers got there, and we had a a chalk outline of a body in a closet. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> so that was pretty classic. I <laughs> we, we, we did a lot with that. Um, of course, I've seen uh, staff members, uh, and, and I think this happened at West Memphis as well, uh, taped to their bed and hung up on the goalpost uh, go at the gym. Uh, <laughs> I was involved with that. that was, but that was one of the worst I've seen. <laughs> but pranks that I was involved in, hmm, I'm not, I don't do many pranks. I just I'm not. not a prankster. <laughs> I I'm not a big prankster either. I did one prank while I was on college. Well, okay, two pranks while I was on college staff. The first one was actually just during our college staff training, and this was not really my idea. I had never heard of this before. But the girls decided we're going to pull a prank on the boys. So all the girl college staffers, um, we went and we got those little, uh, like, firecracker pop rock things. You know, you throw them on the ground and they pop. And we went into, this is terrible, we went into the boys' bathroom and we lifted up a toilet seat and placed them under the toilet seat so that when someone sat down, it would all pop. Camp. It's a newer location, 
but the church is beautiful. I mean, it's, it's so big and it's just gorgeous, but they have, um, this like picture of Jesus and it wasn't like hanging somewhere. It was just propped against the wall. I mean, it's just that really like typical picture, you know, of Jesus, there's the light coming in from behind him and, um, so we we had this huge picture, and we would just move it around the church and never tell the campers who was doing it. We acted like, how'd this picture get here? And so it, one night it'd be in the girls' room, and then when they woke up, we'd have it in the elevator or something. And they were just like, it's a ghost. But no, we, I mean, we were using Jesus to scare our campers a little bit. So. <laughs> but it was, it was funny. I think we probably told them at the end of the week. Um. Yeah. Oh, OM appropriate pranks are fun. <laughs> it's oh, it's all pranks. in all in love. <laughs> but they're funny. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, I think I have one more question. Okay. And let's see. This one says what has been the biggest success of this ministry? Wow. Well, I, the biggest success is still what we talked about earlier, I think, is how it's affected so many campers' lives, both youth and adults. Yeah. And, and I think that's the biggest success. Um, but there are some others as well, uh, and certainly the way it's touched neighbors. Um, I, think, I think Arkansas Conference is proud of OMP. And... Uh, OMP, I think, um, has certainly given a positive spin to who United Methodists are uh, out in the communities of Arkansas, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's unintended from the beginning. But but I think it is a an impact uh, that has has been helpful to the United Methodist Church in Arkansas. But, but still, back to the campers, that's that's the biggest one. The, the people's lives have changed. And, uh, who are who are ministering in their everyday life very positive and profound ways because of what their experience was at an OMP camp. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I find myself in that boat. I, I went to camp as a camper, and now I have this call to ministry, and that so much of it is because of the ability to, to work and serve and live out you know your my call is as a disciple and so I think that that's really great because I, I see it in myself but I see it in so many of my friends and people I've, I've met through camp um you know even my my mentor in my candidacy program is, is Kathleen McMurray and she has also shared that you know OMP played a role in her call so I think I think we are really transforming lives but also making disciples and I, I think that's really cool um so thank you for bringing ozark mission project to life for creating this incredible organization that, that does these things um and I, I know it wouldn't have been possible without you and, and so many others so we we owe it all to you well, guys thank you but it wasn't just me i mean there were some <laughs> others you know alan Brenner and uh, mary yes. beck Vern Cahey and, and others who were on the ground floor of this. And, you know, I'll forever be grateful to that 
partnership we had in this. Yes. Yeah. Well, Mark, thank you so much. Um, you know, in our last podcast, I I said a prayer before we ended to pray for all of our listeners, and I was wondering if you might want to pray for sure. um, OMP and, and our listeners today. All right. Holy God, we are so very grateful for your hand being upon the uh, Ozark Mission Project uh, from the beginning until this day. And uh, grateful for the opportunity just to be a part of this ministry. Uh, I do pray for all the listeners today that, uh, that we will continue to grow in, in our relationship with you and our understanding that serving you and serving others through you is, is, is what it's all about. And we thank you for the example of Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate servant. We pray, God, that we will grow more and more every day in his likeness. We pray for the grace um, and the empowerment of your spirit towards the Son of Man. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for Jesus Christ, our Savior, in his name. Amen. Amen. All right, Mark, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Be more kind, my friends. Try to be more kind. In a world that has decided that it's going to lose its mind. Be more kind, my friends. Try to be more kind.